All right, what's up, guys? It's going to be a full house tonight. I love that. What up? What up, Jimmy? Oh, Jimmy. Yo, John, I haven't seen you in a minute, bro. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. Every, everyone thought I was I was only going to do losses from here on out. I know. I was stunned to see you tonight. I, I mean, <laughs> after the first half, I thought you were you were definitely going to be on the show. And then I was like, uh-oh. No, I was actually going to bow out if they lost because I didn't want to. I didn't want to make it. Think that it <laughs> no, we were not going to let that happen. <laughs> I wasn't going to do it. Yeah. Um, but hey, Sherrod is here. Jimmy is here. Yeah, Bobby's at the garden uh, listening in on Eme right now. Um, and so. Where'd Joe Sway yeah. at? Is he around or what? I don't know, man. Uh -oh. Something's up, man. I think there's a girl involved. I think there's a possible. It's possible. Girl involved, I'm gonna keep taking. Um, I'm gonna keep yeah, but this was good. Um, you know, it, it, what happened? Crap. Sure. Hi, right, two minutes. Well, okay. Um, you know, I had to get off that Brockton Wi-Fi. We're good. Two now. Things happen. <laughs> There's only two things we're talking about. Jalen went down. Fine. Uh, that you know, hopefully he's fine there. Not we'll fine. Speed. Yeah, that's not still fine. not fine. <laughs> no, not good. But Four hopefully, hopefully it's not the end of the world. He walked right. off on his own power. Some of the Twitter doctors out there were saying maybe lower ankle instead of high ankle, which is obviously a good thing. Yeah, look, well, it looked look lower to me. You know, I'm somebody who kind of has familiarity with these types of injuries. And just yeah. the way he twisted it, it wasn't like he – it wasn't a 90-degree bend, which was good to see. So I'm I, hoping, think, I think we're in the yeah. clear there. I'm hoping that one's not bad. So, again, we'll see. But, I mean, whatever, meaning there's no reason to, like, go doomsday on it right now. It's right. hard to say. And uh, that was talking Jalen. Uh, and that's it. And now we've talked Jalen. Uh, moving on, uh, Brownie Ward, who's got the brownie this week? The yeah, second brownie. half performance, uh, both you know, obviously the defensive clamps that was impressive as hell. I thought some uh, some lineup choices and some rotation choices were really interesting by Ime, um, with a short lineup there, and he had to get creative. And uh, some of the stuff worked, but I mean, let's just start with that second half, Sherrod. What was different? This felt like a talking to sort of halftime from Ime because approach yeah. came out both in terms of like defensive effort and focus but also like going to the basket and other things like that well that was the thing that jumped out at me was that you know they, they were actually looking to attack offensively right. and and it, it frustrates the hell out of me when i watch them play and they do that and then they'll for whatever reason decide not to do it anymore um but they stay with it their defense was good they, they put atlanta in a really decent amount of bad uh choices for them to make offensively and they were able to get back in the game and, you know, Aaron Neesmith, and we, we talk about him and his shot making and how problematic that's been. But I swear, I mean, he missed every shot he took, but damn, he was out there aggressive, active, engaged, did a lot of good things. I thought he did more good things than not in this game and didn't make a single shot. Uh, those six rebounds that he grabbed were huge. Uh, there was at least one of those off those was an offensive rebound that got them a, a second shot. Actually, had a couple of offensive rebounds. Uh, and then you look at his plus or minus, he was plus 10 when he was on the floor. So, and then Pritchard, I thought, came in there and did what he needed to do. And Tatum was Tatum. Derek White, nice uh, bounce-back performance for him. Grant Williams continues to be just, you know, the most improved player on his team. You start going down the line. And when you lose a guy like Jalen, you needed at least one or two guys to step up. And it seemed they had multiple guys who were able to kind of help fill that void. Well, sure, yeah. I, just took it. sure I just took every player on the team, so I guess that's it for me. That's it. I, I, I that's wanna, the I got no one to talk White, Neesmith, Smart, Pritchard. <laughs> hey, I was I was gonna I was gonna call out, Bye, call out White's performance in the in the second half, third quarter specifically, because uh, you know we we kind of got on him a little bit um, 
a couple shows ago um, before John came back. And, and I know I'm, I'm in the, uh, I'm, I'm uh, hanging around the um, discord and he get he, he gets criticized pretty quickly now because I think people are, are looking at him. They're looking at what he's going to provide. And the Jimmy, I don't get the that though. I don't, I don't know. It's just on him right now because I'll tell you why, because they gave up two first round picks for him. Some people think that they didn't significantly improve um, this season by doing so. And so the, the microscope is on him and, I'm not blaming people for having the microscope on him, but I will say I think we need to give him a little bit longer of a leash to sort of get acclimated with his team and get comfortable in his role. So tonight he comes in, his role obviously, you know, gets a lot bigger when Jalen Brown goes down and he steps up and, and he plays a little bit more comfortable his style of play. And man, that that third quarter, they just came out, they just came out gangbusters. They really shot the hawk the Hawks. And I don't know if listen, we know John Collins was out. We know that um What's his name? It's got a bum ankle now that he played on the second half. So Trey, Trey, thank you, Trey Young. So I mean, I don't know how much of that was affecting their offense on the Hawks end, but I'm gonna give this keep giving the Celtics credit where it's due, despite all the well, this guy didn't play or this guy was hurt. I'm still gonna give him credit for the way they play. Well, the white stuff is this, and again, even the one, the you know, I was back over the weekend, uh, and immediately kind of people started in, you know, and I know he had he had that really rough game a couple games ago. It's just a, you know, this is this is what Derek White's going to be. It's going to be a Marcus Smart conversation with this guy because he's going to be a polarizing player because the stats aren't going to jump. He doesn't do anything physically impressive. He's going to be a guy who's going to win you over with defense, with with not being selfish, with his, you know, his right. intelligence, his spacing and all of those things. But, you know, when the shooting is as bad as it is, I mean, what happened with Marcus this year? Marcus caught all the heat early in the year because the shooting was even lower than what people could tolerate for Marcus Smart. It was that bad. It was in the 20s from three, you know? And it was like, geez, dude, stop, you know? And so, like, when you've got White out there and he's taking 10 threes in a, in a couple of games and he's not making any of them, people are starting to be like, oh, man, what it, you know, because, look, the company line on White, the people were fed was, sure, the shooting is low, but when he doesn't have – when he's not a focal point and people are worried about Tatum and Brown, those looks are going to be open and easy, and he, that percentage will go up. And it didn't. In fact, not only has it gone down, some of these misses look fugly bad, you know, bad bad right out of the hand, you know, like, oh, yeah. God, that's way right, way mm-hmm. left. You know, and on these catch and shoots, he's been really bad. So I think that panicked people. I'm with you, Jimmy. I think it's more good than bad. I don't I'm I've never been a slam dunk. Oh my god, what a deal. They they got whatever, but I think it's you gave up stuff and you want to see it right away. You know, right. the, the the line you've been fed from the Celtics is you had to give up a lot to get a player of this caliber, which is fine, but right. then you want to see it on a nightly basis and when you go through a little stretch like you went, I think people started getting a little bit of a uh, little little uh, yeah. you know, little buyer's remorse. That's all. I yeah, just, there's some of that. I mean, yeah, there, there, yeah, I'm, there, there's I'm, some I'm of that. I'm still in there. I'm still on board. Oh, crap. I, but I, I guess I my thing is this. Board. I'll be right back, guys. Yeah, Jimmy, but the thing I is. I had all damn show to get there, you know. They're 6-2 si- since he's been on the team. Uh, that's a 75% winning percentage. That's mm-hmm. pretty damn good. And he's he, he hasn't shot the ball well in all those games. I get that. But he's made an impact. And I think that's, that's the thing that we, we, I think, sometimes lose sight of. The NBA newsflash, there's another five guys out there who are trying to stop your ass when you're out there. Um, and so to me, at the end of the day, are you impacting winning? 
are you helping the team be successful when it comes to the bottom line, which at the end of the day is winning games? And he's doing that. I mean, remember that that stretch in, in the second half is Atlanta tonight. You know, for a good stretch, it was him. He was the offense when when Tatum was, you know, either on the bench or they weren't getting the ball to Tatum. And and shout out to Marcus Smart, who I think on there was a couple of possessions where Derek scored and Marcus had the ball and he did what to me is a no no brainer type of thing. You get into the guy with the hot hand. And Derek White in this particular game, there was a ninety minute ninety second stretch, couple minutes there, where he was the best scoring option they had on the floor and they maximized. He was that. taking it to Trey. They, he, they, exactly. And you should do that. You had a and, mismatch there. You could you had Smart had too much muscle for Trey if you wanted to exploit that. Yeah. And White was just taking him off the dribble. And that was uh they, they could hunt and, that matchup. And there. they missed they missed at least two or three possessions where Marcus either had Trey, you know, buried under the under the rim could, or he was always wide open. Yeah. Uh there was one where Al had the ball at the wing and Marcus is flashing, hands open, and there was no one in the paint. Yeah. And he swung it to the wing or swung it to the corner instead of just swinging it down on the post. They, they bottom line is that they're they're doing enough wrong things to make you question whether they've turned the corner. Um, doing enough wrong things? Yeah. Like just missing guys when they're open around the basket, having those droughts where they're not taking advantage of, of mismatches. Because, again, I thought Derek White did a good job of taking mm-hmm. advantage of Trey, but I thought he was the only one that really made a point of exploiting that matchup. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's I, what, thought, I thought I thought Bogdan kind of had his way with White a little bit, at least in that first half, but then they, they some turned – size there. Oh, he was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he kind of gave it back to them on the on the other side. So that was good to see. I. Listen, I, I I like what I saw from White tonight, and, and I, I'm not as critical as some of the other people are, but I was just stating why they might be. Um, like Sherrod mm-hmm. said, you know, he's affecting winning. And, and, and I don't think people should have expected him to come in and start hitting all shots because that wasn't right. what his strong suit was. That's not his game. That's not his game. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, can he develop more a more consistent outside shot? Sure, maybe, but I think he's been in the league long enough where – I think you kind of know what his strengths are and maybe what his, I won't call it a weakness, but you, you know what he's better at. And I think that's game management, distributing the ball, playmaking, those types of things. And that's kind of what the Celtics, yes, we know that they need offense, but the other thing that people always said they needed was playmaking. You know, now you don't have to rely on Tatum and Brown to playmake as much. You got a guy like, like him out there who can get those players their shots or get them in position that they need to be in, get Rob the ball. Um, and he doesn't have to shoot, you know, eight of 12. Every he doesn't, day. he doesn't. No. And again, my main thing there was, and again, you know, this is, I, I'm, I'm, I'm echoing the impatience of fans in terms of, you know, what you want to see is a couple of things we looked at were again, one, the first thing about, um, him having more good looks because he wouldn't be mm-hmm. counted upon. And that hasn't translated. And the other reason I thought you, you thought the shooting might improve is, again, the free throw percentage last three years is up around 86, 87 percent, which means he has a stroke. He has. But whatever, whatever reason, it doesn't translate to that catch and shoot behind the arc there. Uh, it's been really uh, off, really, really yeah, off for him. Yeah. Yeah, it, it has, and and that's, and, that's and, that, and that's one of those things that when you think about the trade, it's certainly you knew you were getting the short end of the stick as far as shot making. When you look at the guys that they sent out and the guys that they brought in, but the, to me, when when I look at Derek White, this is the game that I think in, in Brad Stevens' mind and Emay's mind justifies why you make the trade. Jalen Brown goes down early in the game. You need someone to give you that 
you know, a little bit of two-way talent there, guys can make some shots and who can also isn't a defensive liability. And Derek White, I thought, provided that. This, this, was, a, this was a good game for Derek, and they needed him to have a good game when you lose a guy like Jalen Brown so early in the game. And who, you know, in those first couple of minutes, you, you, you got the feeling that Jalen was going for a big night. I mean, he first he knocked down the yeah. jumper like seconds into the game, and then he had the he had the lob, you know, a couple seconds after that. I mean, he, yeah, he, you you were feeling like this was going to be one of those JB kind of games, and when you lose that, you know, we we've seen in the past when a guy goes down with this team, you know, all of a sudden they just go into doldrums and just can't do shit right. Yeah, uh, and that wasn't the case. I mean, they manned up, and everyone that needed to step up stepped up. Yeah, again, yeah. and again, they took the shot. They took they took the hit initially, and they went down, yeah. and then they they recovered at halftime. I don't know what was said. Like John said, maybe there was a, a little email speech, but um, you know they play with they play with some. This is a game they lose again. I've said it a few times. This is a game they lose like a month and a half, two months ago. You know, right. they just kind of they just they lose it twice. Down. They yeah. lose this yeah. game. They lose this game based off of the crappy first half effort and the fact that it entered the fourth quarter close. This is a game they yeah. lose multiple ways. You know, they, they could have lost it in a blowout because they came out crappy yep. in the first, or they could have been close in the fourth with some half-ass, you know, uh, you know, empty calories effort to make it closer in the third and lose it in the fourth because they'd done that a bunch. They're not doing that. The friggin' clamps they put on these guys in the second half was unbelievable. You know, yeah. I yeah. mean, and, this yeah. was. This was lockdown. This, it was. It and was. it wasn't a fluke. This wasn't like Hawks just shot poorly. The You could see the intensity, the switching, the challenging, the shooters, every shot, it, you know, it, possessions going late into the clock. Everything was contested. It was a slog for Atlanta in that second and, half. Everything, and that, everything was earned. And, that, and they're starting to figure out that's how you've got to win games when you don't have your A game. You – no, no matter what you're doing offensively, no matter who's in or who's out of the lineup, you have to defend at a high level because if you do that, you have a chance to win every single game. And, and they did that in the second half. First half, I thought they were just kind of going through the motions. They were okay, but they weren't great defensively. Second half, completely different animal. Uh, Atlanta could not do anything. And I, I don't know Trey you know, wasn't on top of his game, but, but hell, the Celtics went out their second leading score for – all right. but the first what five minutes of the game. So Great. I'm not yeah. trying. I'm not trying to hear that. You know, ooh, they yep. did it with, because Trey was hurt. Come on now, very Stop. sad. Very sad. So yeah. this was a good win. This was a this was a good win for them. This this was. And the, um, the the difference, and I've said this before, but one of the reasons why they're winning games in the fourth quarter, John pointed out, because they they're believing that they can win the games, and I think they've yeah. turned the they've turned the corner. And that if this winning streak or this recent, if you want to say, oh, well, they're beating bad teams, you go ahead and say that. But winning games allows you to feel that you can win games, and gives you the confidence to believe that you're going to win and not believe that you're going to lose. Like I honestly felt that this team played to lose, or like almost like they they were just waiting to lose the first half of this season until they started to see wins pile up. And then, you know, the more you see it, the more you believe it. And then you, you just kind of close things out. You know, you're, yeah, I get they're playing with a, a purpose on defensive end that they weren't playing with previously. But I honestly think that when you start to string together wins, the confidence builds and you expect to win instead of expecting to lose or expecting to blow a lead. Yeah, so That's the biggest difference I see. And, and, and if that came at the expense of a bunch of crappy teams, so be it. I mean, it got them to where they are now, and they can still beat. Hopefully, they can, you know, use right. that mentality to beat better teams. And it's the mentality thing where, like, bad offense 
is what has killed them this year because it mm-hmm. translates to bad defense. You know, yep. they, they, you know, Tatum last game was a, a classic example of he just got in his own head, was frustrated about a, sh- a couple early fouls, the shot wasn't falling, and just took himself out of the game. That's the kind of stuff you saw early in the year. This this game offense looks horrible in that first half, absolutely horrible. Um, settling, just disjointed all over the place, nice. uh, and 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 it, it affected their defense. They give up 65 points. That doesn't happen to this team. And right. then they came out and did the opposite, which is like, all right, defense will set the tone, and that'll get the offense rolling. And that's how they have to play. You know, yeah, you know, Jimmy and I. Yeah, you know, I know Jimmy. You you and I kind of agree. Like, it's a hard sell to win based only on defense because you have to. You gotta. You gotta bring it. Non-stop in a seven game series, it's night. difficult, yeah, and it's hard in a seven you game know, series too. Uh, and so that's where those offensive deficiencies you're worried about. But it's the only path they have to winning. It it's, is. It's you have to do that a hundred and you know just balls to the wall the whole time, and then you you look for Tatum or Tatum and Brown to just carry you, and that's it. That's the only that's their main formula. Try to play unselfishly and hope that those guys are having good nights shooting the ball. And that's what happened tonight. It was more a, often than not defense, they are having defense yeah. clamps down, Tatum takeover. Right. You had that's that's your only path to getting out of the first round of the playoffs. I I just don't see them having the type of firepower to shoot their way into the next round. They just don't have it, and and that's that's and that's okay because when you think about what they're able to do defensively, um, the way that they're able to like literally flip a switch and just put the absolute clamps on teams. We've seen them do that. Uh, we've seen and, – and it's not just been, like, one or two good players. I mean, they've done this against – I mean, remember, when they beat Philly by, like, 30 points in Philly, Joel did not make a basket until the middle of the second quarter. I don't know if there's been a team he has faced all season where he went that long without getting a basket or a dunk. Uh, everything he got up to that point prior was, was, was from the free throw line. So they have the ability to put the clamps on the best of the best – in the NBA, and if you're able to do that, that's going to give you a chance to win home, road, doesn't matter. Damn, Bobby, where the hell are you at? <laughs> We're upstairs in the lounge. What do you know about upstairs, Sherrod? This is the time on Sprockets when we dance, Bobby. I, I need to see Bobby's – yeah, can we go big screen Bobby here for a second? Can we go big screen Bobby? You want to fire it up? No, Bobby – Oh, Bobby damn, son. All, one-man show right now. Look Yo, I thought new edition was tomorrow, Sherrod. <laughs> 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 hey, no I thought new edition was tomorrow. I'm the, I'm the reserve, Jimmy, okay. <laughs> just wow. in case. We got that. We got that. Well, uh, does anybody see Joe Sway? No, Joe Sway is. I haven't Joe Sway, I haven't seen you all night. I can't let you on. The, your camera's not working. Sorry, he's been sitting okay. there in in darkness the whole time in the window. Yeah. on Bobby, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> what you got for us, Bobby? Oh, wow. What you got for us? Yeah, wait, you look you look like the Rock over there, man. I don't think I'm gonna talk for the rest of the time. I'm just gonna let Bobby do it. This is yeah, this is this is great, great game. Oh, Love the effort. No, I was not worried. great, Bobby. Not great. I was I was What's worried. Yeah, I didn't. Oh, phenomenal! <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> what are we I don't know. Did it? Did it rise to phenomenal? Because I have great second half was, phenomenal. Yeah. Second, yeah, second half, half was phenomenal. Yeah. Half bad. Oh, sorry, Bobby. Second quarter, disaster, really. One of the worst quarters all year. And then second half, phenomenal. There you go. <laughs> uh, 
I like the fact that they're resilient in this spot. You go, you give up that 37-point quarter. Brown gets hurt very early in this game, and then Young comes back from his injury and starts peppering you with some shots there. The defense was just flat-out dominant in that third quarter, it, as good as it's looked over the last month and a half here where it's reached an elite level. Good to see that return because it had been an uneven four or five games or so there. Uh, nice to see a variety of lineups having success in that regard. Neesmith getting in the mix early in the third quarter and having some success getting stops. Pritchard, I thought, closed you know the early portion of the fourth quarter well there. So a lot of the things that I wrote about early in the week that would worry me about this thing falling apart, like one injury to any important guy, uh, you know, the depth having to get involved, the shooting, which wasn't great early in this game, all came together. And I thought Tatum had one of his best games all year, organizing everything and hitting shots. He, he was just great. And they needed it with Brown down. This was a big, big win to come back from that far down. Felt a lot like the last one over this team. Football might be over for the season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, Bet Online is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code CLNS50 to get started. And it's not just basketball. Okay, BetOnline is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage. It's the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline, where the game starts. Yeah, I'm just reading the comments about your outfit, so I don't really know what you said. (laughs) But too I'm much. sure it was. I'm sure it was smart. I'm sure it was very good. Too much of a focus on the uh, on the outside here. We gotta focus on the substance, Jimmy. That's true. I just can't. Yeah, I'm can't, watching I between the comments of Bobby, and I'm watching Joe Sway like my friggin' dad trying to like get his way <laughs> on here. Oh my god, uh, it's hard to focus. Did you guys well, get you the? Uh, what do you think of White? Since you were pretty critical of him uh, about a few days ago. Good. Good to see him going downhill. This is what I talked about after the Pacers game. Too much three-point shooting. If the three's not there for you and it wasn't again for him in this one, go downhill. Good things are going to happen. Wait, don't Rob's touch there. anything. I'm trying to put you on. I had my headphones on. Don't touch first. anything. Rob's there on the offensive glass. Yeah, you got Horford lurking. Like, There's just a lot of good things coming from getting downhill and being aggressive in those spots. Work for Tatum, too. He got his own put back to go. They were dominant around the glass in this one. So to go inside like White did there, I know the talk in the postgame presser there was, was it was almost contagious. Other guys started doing it after he did. Grant getting in there. Good split actions. I thought that worked well for the Celtics throughout the early portion of the game. Rob passing from the high What post. did may say about uh, that white stretch? Was that something they tried to attack Trey on purpose or it just happened organically? I think it was a little bit organically because you didn't see a yep. lot of that in the first half. Uh, Might have been a bit of a fr- – I, I think there was a bit of a conversation at halftime about that as well as the defense, of course, Getting too. to the paint, there clearly must have been something said. Yeah. Yeah, I, I believe he mentioned that briefly there. And yeah, listen, it was contagious. I, like you just had a lot of downhill activity there. And how great was Rob? Like just an unsung performance Active. from him, where 
every single shot that goes up, he's at least getting a hand on. And then that big three-point play late in the fourth quarter with the Hawks lurking still a little bit there, that slammed the door. And, and again, th- that was a huge thing because the Hawks went with their kind of spread offense there. There's no Capella on the floor. Collins isn't around. So they had nobody there uh, to body up Rob. You know, So he's just shoving Gallinari out of the way there to go up for that rebound. Honestly, with that lineup out there, they should have just run the offensive jacket from anywhere and let Rob just clean the glass because he could have done it uh, all night there. And, and he, he makes it hard to go small yeah. against you, right? Uh, he, he showed it in that Pacers game just, as well. Uh, for that alone, both with tearing down those offensive boards, tip-ins, putbacks, rolling, or just getting his hand on stuff, it's going to be a problem there when you don't have somebody who can kind of who can keep him off that offensive glass. Um, so that was a curious decision by Atlanta. I know why they did it because they needed shooters on the floor. But that's where Collins hurts you there because Collins can stretch it. And they couldn't – when they didn't have Capella out there, they had no presence. Yeah, for sure. I think they should have actually taken more advantage of that um, You know, at times when he wasn't on the floor and Rob was. Isn't yeah. it funny, by the way, that we last year were saying Capella would be a nice – like would be a nice comp for Rob. And like, if you asked, if you pulled a thousand Celtics fans right now, is there anybody who thinks that Rob isn't already better than Capella? No, no. And I think those like career progression rankings, if you look at those, it's starting to at least level on. I think Rob's actually a little bit ahead of him in that regard at this point. Uh, He's better offensive rebound. He's one of the best offensive rebounders in the sport at this point. One thing I didn't like about him from this game still, you get young inside, finish over him. Yeah. Happened a couple of times where he's firing out the passes to the perimeter right off the catch inside. That's still something he's got to get better at there. But how about Grant Williams? We're going to talk about some Williamses here. Yes. Wow. The waiting for Grant. I said early in the year, his progression was exciting because this is a guy who. <laughs> I love this guy. This is a guy who <laughs> just gave you absolutely nothing last year. Grant Williams now, is exciting. I mean, he closed over Brown in the game, and it worked well. And Pritchard was closing until they wanted defense there. Um, So that was an interesting lineup. But, yeah, that was – you know, Grant was out there. Yeah, and I – It was awesome, uh, man. I I don't think – the three shooting is obvious. Like, what are you going to say about that? That piece you sent uh, this morning, John – analyzing the Celtics and the title odds and all that kind of stuff. There was an interesting section in there about, I, I forget what the stat was that was thrown around in there. It was something to do with switching and just your overall like defensive abilities. It was Celtics defenders by impact per one. Yeah, Grant was the lowest among them, but he was still, but above he was still pretty defender. high yes, 60, exactly. 62nd percentile. So yeah. Like, even the low-end year defenders are, like, high-end of the league. And you think about a team like Atlanta who just can't defend anyone. You started to go in your depth here with Grant, Neesmith, Pritchard, and all three of those guys I thought looked good defensively. Four or five of those guys in the 90-something percentile, you know, with Smart and uh, Rob. and uh, 99th, huh? That's crazy. 99%. So, I mean, they were absolutely – it was a really interesting read, I thought. Uh, just the way it kind of put the numbers together. Uh, Joe Sway is joining us. What's up, buddy? Nothing much, man. I was in, um, <clears throat> listen, what Ime had to say in the, in the, in the at halftime, I don't know what it was, but it, to me, it, it, it did the trick. I mean, he talked about uh, wanting them to be more physical. You know, he talked about 
coming out with that same sort of energy. But you look at what Derek White did in that third quarter. I don't think the Celtics had that huge run if it wasn't for him. You know, I, I think it's a testament to guys stepping up once Jalen Brown went down. You know, Grant Williams obviously is in that conversation. But so is Payton Pritchard. I mean, that's exactly what you want from your guys. You know, we all have been sort of waiting for this injury to hopefully it's not as serious. But I mean, let's face it, guys. The last what three, four years, there's always somebody around yep. this time of year, right, for the Celtics, especially somebody significant. So hopefully it's not Jalen, but um. These guys certainly answered the call when he went down. You know, I, I think that shows a lot of character out of this team, especially from guys like Pritchard and, and Grant Williams. Grant's been doing it all season long, but Pritchard's uh, is picking up steam of, of late, and that's huge. I, I like the fact that you're starting to see guys be the difference in them winning and losing, not name Tatum, not name Brown, because you're going exactly. to need – Yeah, I mean, you, you, I mean, think back to what, what Peyton Pritchard did a couple of games ago. They don't win that game without him. You think about what Grant Williams does tonight, or what White. Derek White does tonight. They don't win this game without those guys stepping up. And that, yeah. to me, again, that's when you start going from being, you know, a group of guys who play together to being a team. And, and, and earlier in the season, they were just a bunch of guys that were playing together. Yeah. Now they're looking more and more like a team, a team that can now, the next step is being a team that can win and then the next step is being a team that can win at a high level. And they're, they're trending in that direction, but they're not there yet. It's been my biggest fear all year, Josue. I said, if you no, if you ask me going into this game, if you lose Brown in the opening minutes, is there any chance the Celtics win? I'd say no way. Because you know, I even look at a smart, a white, uh, any of the critical parts. Like even Grant, I think you'd lose a lot if you lost a guy like him the injury. Brown and Tatum, forget about it. And you come, you go down 17 and win that game without Brown – I did not think this team had that in the cards. And the Hawks aren't great. I thought they, you know, Young's injury helped as well. He didn't look the same in the second half. They do themselves in with how bad they are defensively. But it's a major feather in your cap to win a game without Brown. Um, let's talk about our boy Neesmith. Um, the, uh, I, he, he, hey, he, hey, he may love them. He, he may, may love them. He may did exactly what we've clamored for, or some of us have clamored for, was – Put him out there with the starter. If a guy like Brown goes down, you, you insert Neesmith and say, yep. you're Jalen Brown right now. You know, we were dying for that. Dying for it last year, dying for it at times this year. Great. You're a starter. Go out there and play. Mm-hmm. And and it happened, you know, it, you know that first shot's always important, and he was long on a three. I, my, my God, that second jumper he took from the elbow that missed and hit the opposite side of the backboard is as hard about as ugly That's hard to do. as I've ever seen <clears throat> anyone take who, who's, who people refer to as a shooter. Everything else was good. The energy, the defense again was good. He didn't look lost on defense. He's grabbing offensive boards. He's doing all the hustle stuff. That's never been a knock. But what is it going to take, man? Like, what is going on with, in this guy's head? And again, it's an, it's an old for game. He was clearly look. He was inserted into that starting line into the starting lineup in the second half because they wanted shooting. It, the logically, I thought they were going to go Derek White there, and I was really worried. You know, that's not going to be a good shooting lineup with those guys with White, Smart, Al, and Rob on the floor. That's going to be a tough, you know, tough spacing there. And they went with Neesmith for spacing and for shooting. <sighs> it's got to. Is it going to change? 
Is it, I hope so. I, I, mean, I think we need to take them under the microscope, man. I think that that's what it is, John. I mean, because you listen, wanted to I, so bad, right? Yeah, and, but like what I mean all of the other that, stuff, you know. What I mean by that is, Aaron Neesmith isn't the only one holding his breath after he takes a shot, you know, and that's yeah. a problem. Like, I don't think the confidence is there, and I don't think the pressure helps. At the end of the day, you, you want to see him give you something, and if Ime is praising him like the way he is after tonight's game, saying that yeah, Aaron didn't make a single shot, but man, he gave us a lot of defense. He gave us a lot of energy. Then you got to take that because but, at the end of the day, he's got to give you something. He's in this he, rotation by default. Whether he's, he's giving, the last man off the bench or whether he's the guy that you have to turn to with someone like Jalen Brown. He's, he's running out of time, Joe Sway, though. Yeah, he's at some point, he's got to give you more than just the energy and hustle and all the intangibles because, I mean, newsflash, that's not why they drafted you, dude. Yeah. That's not going right, to be I get that. But his, his athleticism right. You grab undrafted well. free agents to do that or, or exactly. second rounders. I, I yeah. think his athleticism bodes well for him to become. A, a, a defender that they can rely on from the second unit. I'm Somebody that, that doesn't have to lock down the opposing all-star, but can lock down, you know, the, the, the first guy off the bench. Can you do that? Like, if he could turn into that guy, yeah, but or at least, I'm be, I'm, I'm, you know. To me, I'm, Josue, I'm hoping he becomes a poor man's version of Chris Middleton. That's Josue, my, that, I mean, that's my ceiling for him. If he can do I don't that, I think that's going to happen. Josue, I, I just, at least this year. I don't Chris think Middleton is an all-star. Josue, they clearly that's what I'm saying. Have, Thank you, Jimmy. Talking about like, like, a, like a like a broke man's Chris Middleton. <laughs> he said a poor man. Sorry, guys. They keeps having like They kept Neesmith not Trotz, because of his hustle and his shooting. They kept Neesmith over. If they wanted a guy to come off the bench and play defense, then they'd keep Romeo. Okay. Yeah. They they kept Neesmith for a different reason, which is they believe he can translate to some form of offensive player. Um, that's why, not because of the hustle. Right, but- but right. bricks are going to keep you on the floor, not for this team. The team like, he didn't surging. go back. They started him in the second. He didn't go back in after that, did he? After that first stint. I believe right, so. he it did Pritchard it. And but then he, Grant. But but if Jalen Brown was out there, he doesn't play 17 minutes. I think he played that because of his defense. And look, if Ime is is singing his praises after a it's game like, like he had this, to. I think it's significant. I don't think he had to. He didn't really have to. He, he did. Preaching about when Brown goes down, he kind of did. Al, have to when down. When Al is down, you get a lot of Tice minutes. If Jalen goes down, you have Neesmith's next man up. So you got Neesmith preaching. That's all you got now without That's all you got. That's that's it. Well, that's what I mean, though. He's that guy by default. But if he's giving you something, whether, you know, it's making stops or just keeping up that intensity, I mean, that's that's all you're going to get. I don't see him turning into what we're seeing from Peyton Pritchard within the next month or so. I don't think that's going to happen. But that's not good for him, Joe Sway. It's not. It's horrible. Yeah. You look at this offseason. He'll be gone. Like he will be out of here. And you know, he's already approaching that point, it appeared. And and Brad has made it pretty clear that Brad is not about the babysitting life. He's done with that. Right. Grown ass men only. If you if you can't be that, then guess what? Well, there's a reason that's Get that's why they, they they picked up these these you know two days and ten guys that could shoot because obviously Neesmith isn't cutting it. One of them went to Vanderbilt. That would be interesting if one of those guys could even, like, get into that conversation because they're both wings. People are misreading this, though. Like, people think this is a Neesmith bashing session. This is a – It's the Matt Ryan praise, John. This 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 was a perfect Neesmith opportunity that you want to see him cash in on. That's what this is. It's it's lamenting the fact that he came in in the role and the area you want to see him come in, not in garbage time, not for a couple of minutes – off the bench just to give guys a rest. He came in to play significant minutes with the starters, and he was nah. on the floor while the team was playing well. So you just want to see him do well in this situation because you're right. dying for him to get confidence. People are like, stop crapping on him. We're not. We're rooting for the guy. Like, the, the, you, you Yeah, but he's not, that, 
he's not yeah. that guy, John. I yeah. just don't think he's that guy. Not right now. I think Peyton Pritchard took that took that title, took that emerging shooter that you can somewhat, you know, who's confident enough to give you something, you know, when he gets out there. I, I, I think he's more taking the uh, the Shimmy Ojale chair. As he should, so to speak. That's, that's he who he is played, right now. I'm sorry. Is. That's who he is. Oof. Shout out to Shemmy, but that's who he is. I love Shemmy. Pritchard, Pritchard, Pritchard deserves this, that fourth quarter run, the growing role he's breaking into here because of the fact that, and I think, John, you've you've mentioned this, he's not a horrible defender. You saw him fronting guys, rotating. It was a great rotation in that he's fourth not. quarter. Where he, he gets called for a lot of fouls, around. but he doesn't not. even commit them. That, that right. foul call I thought should have got overturned, too, no. on the challenge there. But, uh, Bad reputation fouls. He plays. He plays a play. He plays pretty well. Sometimes a little over aggressive, but defense is fine. Yeah, and, and, I love you know, the with Aaron the, he's, Aaron he's, he's a pretty good rebounder too for his size. I mean, he he isn't afraid to mix it up around the basket, which you don't see guys at his size that comfortable. And, and we'll draft, see. So. We'll see the shot return. I was he one of four in this one extended run. More games under his belt, a consistent role now, which is great. Like I love the fact that that trade, the white one, freed up. Last chances for these guys, Neesmith and Pritchard, effectively, uh, because Pritchard was lost early this year. No path to minutes behind Schroeder. Neesmith, like, forget it. He, you know, he'll be next man up, but it won't be long if he's playing like this. So Pritchard, especially, I feel great about right now, is that tertiary guard, is a shooter that they need. A guy who can do multiple things between ball handling, rebounding, as you mentioned, Schroeder, and I, I'd say pushing the pace and, of course, shooting, which you need most. The shooting on this team, you've talked about it, John. They're going to have to find ways to manufacture. And if it's not Neesmith, you start to wonder about those guys at the bottom of the roster. Are they going to stick around? Do you look for something else there after their 10 days expire? Do you look at Hauser? It's amazing to me that they still haven't even like taken a glance at him with how good of a shooter he is. But as Joe Sway mentioned, the greater package with Neesmith is probably better than Hauser's overall game. So... They're in a tricky spot from the bench. It worked tonight. I'm still worried about this group's depth overall. You know, if Brown has to miss an extended stretch here, anyone else goes down. Real you got some good backup options like White and Tice, but after yeah. that, it gets weird. I do want to mention to people at home, we haven't had a chance to tell you, uh, make sure you join our Discord server. Uh, go over to clnsmedia.com uh, slash Discord. Um, the, the chat is rolling there. Jimmy was in there a lot of times during the game. I know Sherrod was in there earlier. Sherrod and Joe Sway are going to hop on there at 7 o'clock tomorrow. They're going to hold the chat live in there. So I want you guys to make sure you join it. Also, it's a really good opportunity. It's a really good opportunity to go out there and like post some fun memes and do other things right now. So we already do have some fun stuff going on in the chat. This isn't the live show. This is an image. Check it out. What do we got here? Wait, no, this Whoa. is us. This is all of us right now. Wait. What no. looks different? How can did that you, happen? Can you smell it? <laughs> yes. Here's another one. Here's another one. Oh, yeah. There he is. Yeah, that's courtesy wow. of Dirk. Dirk in the yep. Discord. Shout out, Dirk. We know oh, no one's that. listening to what I'm saying. Oh, my God. That's good. Uh, good, so that's man. good stuff Too right good. there. That's the kind of stuff that's going on uh, over at Discord. <laughs> yeah, that is good stuff. Up on the ninth oh, floor. You don't know, Sherrod. There's there's some interesting stuff going on up here. 
Clearly. That's what's, Clearly. That's what's happening over there. Yeah, uh, who did check that? Check it out. It's a fun time. It's a good chat going on. Uh, people are out there. Um, I, need a death, I need a death row one. I need a death row. Death row. Yeah, that's <laughs> next. You need death row. That's the next one. The death row pick. The infamous Dirk, is that you? Dirk, that is you Dirk. Oh, we need a... Didn't um, Joey Burrows look... I think Joe Burrows had a similar look, too, at one point. I saw that on Twitter, yeah. Uh People find early glimpse on the Instagram take at halftime. (laughs) Something put that on a t-shirt. Man, Discord is they're 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 faster over there, man. I I I was like still trying to learn the Discord codes, and I accidentally did slash anime. I don't know how I did it, but I ended up posting this big long like anime video. And then I'm now I'm getting called John in the like everyone's calling me Boomer John because I don't I was trying to post a meme it was an anime like it was a big to do uh, hopefully it's buried. that's what it's you buried. get Jimmy it's buried because during the game the thing's going like you a gotta mile, play it off so you meant to do it. I couldn't even that's I good, couldn't though. even fake that one I couldn't fake that one it was so out of left field it was like the, the whole Discord stopped immediately it was like who just posted that and why and I had to like tail between my legs be like sorry guys. It was John. I was trying to post a meme, and I like all of a sudden I'm watching anime in the middle of the Discord. They're like, like, I don't even know why that's a code. Slash anime shouldn't even be. It shouldn't be in our Discord. I don't know why it's even allowed, but yeah. You're trying to explain your way out of it, Jimmy. You, you, I, there's no explanation. I just, I don't, I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning as I it's go coding. here. Everyone knows that. Discord. You know, what's next? You know, it's Discord today. It's, you know, it's going to be something else next week. But I'm doing my best here. Doing my best. Yeah, that hard. I won't trying. make that mistake You're again. Trying. I know that. No, it's not hard. It's just you want to you want to know the ins and outs. You want to know the ins and outs. Nick will give you a tutorial. We're adding Bobby's turtleneck to the, to the poll, too. Oh, yeah. So I got a question for um, the three guys who were absent on Sunday. John and I talked about it like, pretty much after the Pacers win. I don't think either of us have changed too much from where we're at, but taking a big, big picture now with this team, what you've seen over the first half, now the you know second quarter where they've been so great, these last few games out of the break, I guess we'll start with Sherrod. Like, wh- where are you at on this team, big picture? Like, What are they capable of? Where are your expectations at? Like, what, what, what is this team I mean, going to do? Best case scenario is, I mean, and they're going to need some breaks that they have no control over, but they could get to the finals. They absolutely could get to the finals coming out of the East. I don't think they'd win it, but they can get there. Uh, but they're going to need certain things to break their way, and they're going to need to find a, another gear defensively. Because here's the thing that I, I think a lot of people are, are not paying attention to. When you look at the teams that are ahead of them, the only thing that we're pretty confident is going to happen is those teams are going to get better offensively. When you look at Brooklyn, they're going to be better offensively. When you look at Philadelphia, the more Harden and Embiid play together, the better they're going to be. Can the Celtics find another gear defensively to take their game at that end of the floor too? Uh, and if they can do that, then yeah. And if obviously certain things break their way, but uh, to me, they're playing at a, they're in a rhythm now where they, they their talent their confidence and guys stepping up night in night out is at an all time high for them and they they to me again I think they they have the potential to get all the way to the finals. Jimmy, where do I think the Celtics will end up? No, like just how do you feel about them? And that's part of it. Oh obviously. yeah, this is what I've said about them. I think they've they're playing in. This is my biggest criticism about them 
to start the year was that they're lifeless, uninspired, and they don't look like they even want to play basketball. And that's completely, and they're giving, that's and they're giving you the game. middle finger salute right now, James. Exactly. You just said. So I'm happy with that because I thought that this was just going to be the most like unfun season in a while since last year, I guess I should say. And I was just ready for the tank. And I, I, I'll, I'll be honest, I didn't, I didn't know what the future held for Jalen and Jason. Now, based on what I'm seeing, and all this understood that the teams that they've played have been mediocre at best and some guys have been missing, I don't care because I like the way they're playing. They're playing inspired. They're playing hard. I know that they still lack some offensive firepower, but I'm not going to criticize them for, for that because I think they are leaving it all out there, and it feels like they like playing with each other. So all that being said, I think that their ceiling is the second round. Um that's just how I feel about them right now. Now, obviously, that's going to depend on, on you know, Jalen Brown and all that stuff. But I think they're playing well enough where they can go out of the first round. Now, before this all happened, I wasn't even sure if they were a playoff team. I thought they were a play-in round team, and maybe they lose that play-in round game. So I think they've really, you know, turned it around. I, I'm just not ready to say that they're a contender. They're not going in my Sherrod's top five power rankings. They're not going up there yet. Yeah, I, I'm I'm right there with you guys. Somewhere in between, I'd imagine. Like, there's no reason they can't go the distance here. We we, you know, I went. What I'm gonna pull John in on here is kind of that article again that had all the projections and like the crazy percentages on what they're capable of here. I look at that more as yeah, that's what they're capable of. Like, if everything goes right, they're healthy. We've seen what the defense is capable of. And then if that turns into offense, you're a pretty balanced team. Like, let's say borderline top 10 offense, number one defense. That's an equation for a finals team. Probably not a – well, here's the thing about the championship team. I don't respect the West that much. Like, is Green going to be right? Are the Suns – the Suns are really good. But I think you match up well with them. So, before we even get to that point, you got to get through a – you got to get through a crazy East. So, that's the real gauntlet there. Once you get to the finals, though, you could you could potentially win it. So there's no reason this team can't go all the way. John, you you kind of harped on the percentages, though, right? No, I mean the reality is, I mean the most likely scenario is first round exit, but doesn't mean they can't get to the conference finals. They can. They have a puncher's chance. Yeah, but like what's the reality the path, is, they're That's slotting the in somewhere between five and eight, and they're going to play a really good team in the first round. It's going to be extremely hard to get out of the first round. The most like, but I'm saying even if you go by like the 538, you know, likelihood 538. The article today we we're talking about 538's projection model has the Celtics as the uh, as the most likely team to reach the finals out of the Eastern Conference at 11, percent but still a 37 percent chance to lose in the first round, which is the most likely outcome. So even though they are considered yeah, the it's favorite. all over the place. It's all over the place, but still the most likely outcome is first round. And it's hard to argue because if you fall in anywhere and you play one of those, there's matchups they can win in that. It's going to be matchup specific, you know, very clearly. There's teams they're going to match up better with and others are going to have a tougher time with. So, you know, and, and who's healthy? Anything could happen at this point. I, you know, what Jimmy was saying earlier, before I thought moral victory would be two wins in a first round exit to whichever team they played at best. Now, puncher's chance to beat anybody in the first puncher's round, and depending, depending on matchup, second round as well. It's absolutely there. They have to play close to perfect. They have to be 100% healthy. They don't really have any margin for error. But if they do and they play this level of defense, yeah. Would it be shocking if they beat anybody? No. It's just 
it, they, they have really, really thin margins. That's it all. Won't, it won't yeah, be shocking. It, it would be shocking, though. I don't think I would, would not be shocked, shocked if they upset no. anybody in the because first round, as, yeah. especially if they especially if they get certain matchups that work for them. Like, for example, and, and we've, we've talked about this before. The one team that I think a lot of teams in the East would like to see first round is Cleveland because of their youth, because of their inexperience yeah. and, and the fact that they've had some injuries to key players as well. So if let's say you get them first round, even if both teams are at full strength, I still I would take the Celtics. Over them, if both teams are so, if you get, let's say that's the four or five game that gets you to the top seed. If let's say you're playing, you know, the Sixers, a team that in theory you aren't crazy about, but think about it, Joel Embiid, dominant player, but you've got three guys you can throw his way. James Harden, dominant player, you've got three, two, three guys that you can throw at him that are defensively can. They're not going to shut him down, but they can damn sure make life difficult for him. I like and the way Boston. You just ran out of that. players then. Now you got three guys open on. <laughs> you the got six. three guys so, on each of them. That's no, the problem. I'm, no, I'm saying you've got three different guys throughout the course of the game that you can throw at them. Switching. Obviously, they're not. Obviously, they're not all. You've got Al. You've got Tice. You've got Timeler. Obviously, not all three are going to play, but at some point throughout the course of the game, you can throw those guys at them. You've, you've got options if you can get past them and you get to the conference finals. It's any man's game at that point. So that yeah, you know, say this. I think there, ahead, are, I think there are two teams that will emerge in the end. I think it's Philly, and if Brooklyn can get healthy, it's Brooklyn. Those two teams, I would be borderline surprised. You're confident in Brooklyn? I'm only confident in Brooklyn because I'm not confident have, in Brooklyn. I'm only confident in them if Durant can get back in time, because you can't argue that those three players. Well, Kyrie situation. You can argue that two, too. you can't argue that two of them are extremely talented. You can't argue that Ben Simmons. Look, we're not sure exactly. I want you know what. Here's the thing. But I want to see it more work. about Curry than I do Ben Simmons. If you're playing Brooklyn, <laughs> I worry sure. more about him because he and Simmons going to be there. We don't great. know exactly. Exactly, you don't know. You we know. have I think, no clue I think what's going to I think Simmons is going to be playing. I, now, how effective? I'm not sure. But I'm just saying this: if they are, if they come back in time, they can get some games under the belt. Then yeah, that's a team that's going to be. That's my worry, Jimmy. There is no time, and he's still sitting, and there's no timeline for they, his return. They have, they have time. They have plenty of time to get back together and get. And he's got the back under issue. twenty games. The, that's yeah. still time. And and the, if Durant comes back healthy, then that's that's really the, that's the main thing. The good news is also it's uh, it, it based off of that horrible stretch they went on. You you're really not. You have no chance of facing them in the first round, um, which is great, um, and realistically they're going to knock somebody out if they play they're going to knock out another top seed yeah, that's true. so i mean you may be two top seeds down and you may have an easier second round matchup because exactly. of where Brooklyn. you places. almost want to be in the middle think, of this year so you, yeah, you can draw is your goal four five yeah, is your goal if you can yeah. draw you know chicago cleveland wherever you fall there you uh, there's there's a couple teams where you're like yeah absolutely but the matchups will make the difference i don't think you want philly brooklyn or uh, or Milwaukee. I or want full, Philly. Full Not the game. You yeah. don't want Philly if you want to win. You want I Philly watched, in the first round? I, don't I watched. I watched um, the game on Sunday against the Knicks, and man, Embiid and Harden really look comfortable. Pretty damn comfortable together already. The Knicks, so. Jimmy. The Knicks. I know, but I'm just saying, like. I know the Knicks game was, game was tied with like five minutes to go. It wasn't that impressive. I thought that they but, looked pretty comfortable out there just already, though, in a short amount of time. I mean, they're two, God, they're I hate two them. all time. Let me great. Yeah, so you guys know like about Jimmy's eye test, though. Seven, seven, John, you want to go watch the highlights? They looked very good in the highlights. Do we really want to book a trip to Cleveland? And like, listen, I have a lot of respect for that team. I want the more. I want the more exciting team. I want the more exciting matchup. And I think we can battle with that group. Thank you, Bobby. I like stories. 
Yeah, yeah, Bobby, so, that's not the question. But... You got to go through these teams <laughs> right. at some point. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about which yeah. teams can you beat. In the East this year, you're not dodging much. Oh, like you, you would have to get extraordinarily lucky to be that, whatever you want to call it, the Mickey Mouse or Asterisk team or whatever that gets through with no competition. You're going to see some teams on the way to where you want to go this year. I, I'm just interested in like what people would be happy with. Obviously, I think everyone would be right back to panic mode after a first-round exit, especially if it's ugly. Uh, if you compete in the first, that probably makes it a little easier, but you're like, all right, what are we doing here? Second, you probably get yourself some more leeway, and then obviously the East Conference Finals, gravy. But, I, you know, I, I think it's fair to have some high-level expectations for this group based off what they've done so far, especially with Tatum starting to step into his own here as a playmaker. Like, I'm, I'm starting to believe in him as a floor general, with the weeks we've seen him go through here. He had some responsibilities that he shared with Smart. I think that kind of eased him into it. And now in a game like this, like I, I felt really good about him as a playmaker, passing out of double teams, which he struggled with before. Uh, the shot selection for him is quality at this point. So there's just a lot of factors, just to take it back to tonight's game, that make you feel good about where Tatum's at as a guy with the ball in his hands all the time at the top of this offense. There'll still be plenty of smart and white sets and big man stuff, but just the decisions that Tatum made, even early in this game, to back some guys down, screen into some switches, get himself some shots at guys like Young. It's just great stuff that he's doing intuitively on the offensive end. Like The decision-making has just gone up tenfold with him. And I know you didn't like the sloppiness, John, but zero turnovers at that usage, it's deep fine. into the fourth, I, pretty good. Sometimes, sometimes the passes he attempts blow my mind. Like, it, it, it just like you said, he bounced it off people's legs like three times tonight. And then just some stuff like that. I'm like, what are you looking at? But then other times he's obviously, what the hell, guys? Um, that tonight was a night where he was finding people uh, all over the place. So he had a good playmaking night, and it has been better. I still don't know. I I don't think it's at the level you ultimately want it to be, but it's much, much, much better than it was at the beginning of the year. Just the quickness of the of the decisions. You see when it goes bad. Just holding the ball, holding the ball, yeah. setting guys up. When he's not doing that, he's moving it quickly. He's attacking. He's able to find people quickly. The only time where he struggles is where he lets the defense set and, and everyone sees him coming. And then whatever he does, I feel like people are waiting for him. It's either, you know, the double team is coming and he goes to pass and there's just too many people around him or he gets swallowed up in the corner and tries to whip it to somebody and the pass gets anticipated. When he doesn't do that, he's been great. and He's been much better at that lately. Much yeah, and that's exactly what Emei talked about, too. They said that when the double team came you know, after the game, he said when the double team came, he was able to find guys. And guys obviously knocked down shots when they needed to. But Tatum yeah. is – that's a that's quite the progression, though, John. Remember, I mean, I mean, I don't have to remind you of all people. You, you gave Tatum a more hard of a time than anybody. But, you know, it was always – it wasn't a matter of what he did, but it was the timing of it and him second-guessing himself. And I think both of those have changed for Tatum, you know, immensely. If you look at the last couple – you know, last month or so, um, him making his decision, him knowing when he's going to yeah, do, you it's know, it's an evolution. Yeah, it really is. I mean, look, two steps to it, to, a, to an attempt or, you know, knowing exactly when to make the pass and get it, getting it right back. I mean, all that stuff was, yeah. was, uh, it was, a, it was a learning curve for sure. This is where Jimmy and I always differed on this stuff because I always thought I never believed Tatum's a stats only guy. I own, I just thought Tatum only knew how to impact the game positively by going in his bag. Scoring. 
and doing his thing and scoring, breaking guys down and scoring, shooting it in their face. That contested two thing, that's part of his repertoire. That's how he would break people's spirits. That's what made him deadly was I can score from anywhere. And But as people started anticipating it or the, some of the options on the team started to go away, it just became harder for him and more people were coming at him. And he's in that weird funk this year. So he's just not hitting as many of those contested shots. I just think it took him a long time to accept that, like, I can do a lot of good without doing this, you know, give me the ball and get out of my way shooting thing. It's just, I think that's the only way he knew how to, like, right. do good I things. Think I think he does care about stats. I mean, he's even, I mean, you know how he felt about not making the I meant not only team. about stats. I, I think everyone cares to a degree, but yeah. Right, everyone cares to a degree, but it was more of a, I have to do this for us to win. <laughs> Remember when LeBron stuck the check the stat sheet on the sideline a half a couple of years ago? <laughs> yeah, Bobby, but yeah, Jim, Jimmy, I, I I I agree. I think it's not entirely, but yeah, yeah. No, Go I mean, this way. no, Jimmy's up. No, I'm Jim, good. I, I don't have much else to say. I was I was just gonna say. Um, oh, that's it. I don't I don't think that it's the only thing he cares about, but I do think that sometimes that. I'm not saying right now, but I thought there were examples of times where that seemed to have taken precedent over team success. It was more individual success. So, well, I think but it's that changing. It was... You know, he's maturing. He's growing up in front of our eyes. Right. I, said that, I said this on a disc, Discord that I did uh, last week. I know after listening to that podcast, you know, as even though he's been in the league for a while, he's still a young kid and he's growing up and he's growing up under the spotlight. And you know, those are things that he cared about a couple of years ago. It might not matter as much to him and as they do now and things that, you know, vice versa. So if winning is one of those things that starts to care about more as he gets older, then I think we're starting to see that. Well, this is the first year where he's playing without a safety net. I mean, he's had an elite all-star caliber guy around him every year, except this year. He's had Kimba, he's had Kyrie, he's had Gordon. So he, so he has never really had to, frankly, carry the burden of not only being a high-impact scorer, but also a guy that can help can be the central focus of the team winning games. He's that dude now. And, and it, it, and it, we're talking about, a, you know, he, Jason Tatum, the 23 year old who's going on 19. Um, that's, that's who he is. That's who he is. And he's, he's figuring this stuff out uh, and, and we're watching it in real time. And that's again, for him to, it, it may not be as quick as I think people thought it would be, but if you think about it from a big standpoint, it took him basically 30, 35, 40 games to figure this thing out. In the grand scheme of things, that's really not a lot of time. It's not. You, yeah. So I'm, I'm not as freaked out about, you know, his growth. In fact, it's if you're a Celtics fan, you actually should be almost kind of foaming at the mouth when you think about how quickly he's figured out this. Just imagine when he gets a little bit stronger than he already is and he starts looking for guys even more so than what we're seeing now. Uh, when his OG court vision, yeah, I think about when he develops like a legitimate post game with his footwork on the perimeter. Think about when he gets bigger and he starts taking guys on a block with more regularity. How good he's going to be! He already looks pretty powerful in the lane and getting to his spots in this one. He looked like he was in full control. That's not only from a passing perspective. Obviously, he made some great skip ones late, but getting to the right spots for him to score efficiently from. It was a big issue for him early in his career, knowing where he needs to go, playing off guys, even hitting Brown back and forth like he's been doing for a couple months now after that was a big issue earlier in the year. 
allowing other guys to open himself up. You see the way he plays off Smart and Rob in this game, getting off the ball. That's all like smart stuff too when it comes to leading a team on the floor. It's not just passing and playmaking and running sets. It's knowing where he needs to get his own from too. And in this game in particular, I thought he took some really good quality shots, even if his three-pointer continues to not really be there this year. He's working around it, and it's not frustrating him as much. I also like this game that in a game where would they get called for 13 fouls in the first half that can usually get deep inside their head. They, they managed with that pretty well in the second half and pretty much brushed it off. And when you, J- Jimmy, I think you brought up early in the show, the intangible part of what we're looking at right now, like overcoming adversity, looking like they care, playing with energy, pace, all this different kind of stuff that just makes you feel like they're in a good place. I keep, being more and more impressed with how this team responds to stuff bad runs and games and injury here bad calls like that was all stuff they did terrible with early in the year they right. would just melt down when things got a little bit hard and now yeah they're responding that's why the indiana game freaked me out because it was like oh no like just it was just ptsd more yeah. so than it was more so than it was like oh my god they're definitely reverting back to early season mode it just was such a distant memory because they hadn't had a game like that where they just melted down and just right. kind of gave up and, and not gave just played out of sorts and you know uh, and it, just watching it was so difficult uh, so it's good to see it, it and this half the first half was so crap like you had to be at halftime feeling like, oh crap, is this happening again? And for them to turn it around like that was a huge, um, huge thing. I think you know, just in yeah. terms of like everybody's everybody's psyche uh, when it comes to watching this team because it's been it, it's been a ride, you know. And and I do think people got comfortable because it's like, okay, I like this, I like this thing that's going on here. The last 10, 12, 15 winning years. is fun. And yeah, winning they- is fun, but and you don't you don't want to see them go back to that other stuff. So even flashes of it, like really, you know, are they, are they ready? Out. Are they ready for Thursday though? They don't got oh, a yeah. choice. They don't got a choice. But listen, oh man, the, the John Moran experience is real. That dude there is a monster man. coming in on Thursday. Well, well Bobby, the other thing, the other thing too. I mean, if you go back and you look at his numbers, his worst game as a pro came in the TD Garden. Did it? I don't he, remember that game. He, he, I think he, he either was scoreless or had one point. It was, I mean, it was just the most bizarre game I've seen him play. He was. Celtics are going to no- shut it down. Think so? <laughs> they're they're going to shut down the John Moran okay. show. I think so. Okay. 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 John's going to be John's going to be at the game with his pom poms. Apparently. No. <laughs> if I were at the game, I'd be rooting. I'd be rooting one for Morant to go bananas and do a 50. bunch of things ever. Right. You know, uh, and then you know for a Celtics victory, but uh, the uh, I, I lo- there's nobody more fun to watch right now. Uh, I agree. It's Agreed. it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Like uh, all, my texts are either arguing with Bobby or just sending John Morant clips to other people. That's all I do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, last night he had two unbelievable clips: the dunk and unbelievable. Then that, I still don't know how he got the ball off in the end of the second quarter there at the buzzer. That was that was crazy. That was awesome. Yeah. Stephen Adams. Yeah. It's funny you say that because I'm talking to Max last night, and I'm like, "Man, look at look at John doing his thing, dropping fifty plus again." He was like, "Yeah, I know that." Was, he did it again. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, he right. did it right now." Like, yeah. Couldn't believe you it. You got Desmond Bain, uh, Brandon Clark. There's, that's a rock solid crew, and they're like seven games better than the Celtics. They would be first in the East if they were in the Eastern Conference. 
teams are yeah, but that's not fair because the Eastern Conference is so good. You know, like these guys have to play each other. No, it's just it's just a credit to them. What they've done this year is unbelievable, phenomenal. Yeah, Yeah, young young team too. I mean, they've got a lot. They've got a lot to look forward to. You hope you have Brown in the off season. Yeah, you You hope you have Brown for that game because it'll be tough without him. Isn't it crazy that Desmond Bain like ended LeBron and the Lakers? Like their their record since the comment about the footsteps. Uh, they're like five and eighteen or something like that. They're down by eighteen right now, too. The Lakers are. That might be my second my my favorite thing to watch non Celtics related. Is oh, it's so funny. My second favorite thing is watching the Lakers implode. I I, I I I I get such perverse pleasure from it. I don't know if that makes me a bad person. No, no it's comedy. Right that group. <laughs> that clip. I think you guys all saw it. The clip Wait, of them like. The, the, the clip of them chatting with fans in the stands. That's when you know it's that, that was completely oh, that was, Yeah, that was just no like flakes. the lowest of low. No, they're like chirping at them, though. Like, like you've three got different, different times in the game. Like Just LeBron saying, you don't know basketball. Like, the, you think yeah. the guy is arguing with LeBron about who knows like, basketball better? Yeah, yeah. Right <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who am I? You don't even know who I am. Why am I making you mad right now? Right. LeBron's tweeting after the game about a, guy, a reporter. He's like, yeah. don't go after this guy too hard. I know he's wrong, but treat him nice. <laughs> Yeah. It's like a sideshow now. It's like basketball doesn't isn't even like the main thing over there. That's why it's Drama. so funny. And then because the Lakers, they put they put so uh they, they listed him as questionable for tonight. Like man, everybody knows LeBron's playing tonight. The season's on the line, pretty much. Right, before. right. They, the the sad thing is, you're right, Joe Sway. The season's like, I thought the Lakers were gonna come out tonight and play hard and like play for some pride after that debacle. They're almost gonna. They're they're again. They're they're down sixteen right going into halftime right now and like in their own house. They they they're given. They're gonna go seventy points at half to the to the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, yeah Anthony they, Davis might be out for the season. Oh my god. They have like this whole like. They have like this whole like triangle of power too with the owner and Paul and LeBron and the GM Palenka and like. Vogel's in the middle with his head spinning, and Magic Johnson's chiming in. It's it, it's such a circus. It it's really amazing. Is. Like this is why you just you can't let you can't let players be GMs because they don't right. know how to make it construct a team. Exactly. So just play, playing with your friends is not good. Like and you know who's no, this is when you sell your future for a championship. Making though, demands for the general manager to improve the team is different. That's using your leverage. I'm going to leave. If you don't get better, but then it's their job to get better. You don't say, go get this guy. Like, you don't know if that's going to work. Who in the world outside of LeBron James thought the Russell Westbrook thing would work? Is there another human? was like, what? Everyone was like, that's horrible. You're going to be much worse. And there's no no relief in sight. I mean, they don't have picks. They don't have young talent to trade. They're basically going to be accessible for the next three or four years. And then he's going to go play with his son. <laughs> See ya. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, that whole thing it feels like that's kind of what he's just hanging around for now. Right. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, that's, and you know what? That's very cool if he's able to do it. And I'm sure he will. But, man, like, you're taking you're taking down these organizations with you. I'll let you wait for that, you know? Like, and it, it might take him a little bit longer than he would want for his son to get to the league because he's not a one and done. Let me ask you something, Shirag. A little just, ridiculous. This might be a topic for another day because it might, it just might be a long combo. Yeah, but like, it's a whole other show. It, yeah, it is. But I'll just bring it up here. I'll tease it. Like, if you're a, if you're the Celtics or something, would you draft Bronny so that you get LeBron? And, and is that like a guy like LeBron joining the Celtics? Is that a, I mean, that could kind of take you to the pretty far. If, if, 
If you could get LeBron from 2005 to 2015, Brown? anywhere in that decade, yeah, you actually do it. LeBron today is still at the, uh, still an He'll elite player. He'll be 41, player. though, right? This is yeah. not going to be this summer, though, Jimmy. No, it's not. It's going to be a couple it's, years from now, for sure. At yeah, least three. a couple years. Look, it's going to be predetermined. Bronny's a second-round pick, and it's going to be in the bag, which is draft him and I'm coming to you. And the mm-hmm. team's going to know it. It's not going yep. to be like, well, crap, Memphis drafted him. I'm going to Memphis. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But the are going to be like, oh, I guess my I, I got to play in Sacramento. That's what I want. Yes. That's good. Wait, what do you mean, John? You think Clutch you will represent him? You think? What's You're a small market team. You're said, you, think Clutch, you think Clutch Sports is going to re- represent him? I'm saying uh, teams will be told, don't draft him. He's not playing there. You're, no, this I team's know. drafting him because he's playing there. I'm you know? saying Rich Paul's going to pull the strings beforehand. Oh, like, yeah, it's going to be done. That'll yeah. be orchestrated. Clutch. It'll be Clutch Sacramento all over. Sacramento is going to blow that up. Sacramento is going to blow that up. All the draft boards are going to say that he's a second-round pick, and they're going to take him with the seventh overall selection. <laughs> totally. Right right now, right now, he's slated as like the fifty-six. Yeah, if you're Sacramento, I don't blame. He's like the fifty-something best prospect in the twenty-three class. So he's 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 got a lot of ground to make. Second round, you know. Yeah, but that's a a good point. What if what if one of the other teams just up top says, "You know what? I'm taking him at the tenth pick. I don't care." Exactly. I know he. I know he's drafted as a late second round to undrafted prospect. But damn it, we're gonna make him a lottery pick. (laughs) Like the way the way the way Rich Paul told everyone about the Celtics thing, like, don't even get Davis because he's going to leave anyways. How is he going to do that type of promise for all 29 other teams? Right. It was interesting. Wow. He made that pitch to the Thunder, too. You go and count. It's like the Thunder have seven picks that year. So they'll be in line to use one of and them. And we know how he loves Sam Presti, so there's that. Yeah. 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 That could be in L.A. Is- soon, too. That whole thing at All Star was so ridiculous. To mention John, like him making that demand for Westbrook and then going out to All Star and being furious that they didn't trade Westbrook and making the duel. Maybe he'll go back to the Cavs. Like LeBron's so unintentionally funny with like the arguing in the crowd and all that kind of stuff too. But he's equally ridiculous with a thing like that. Like, do you have no self awareness of the role you played in the whole Westbrook fiasco? Come on, doesn't matter. It's what I want now. You know. That's yeah. in the past, Bobby. It's what I want now. Make it happen now. Yeah. So, um, anyway, we are going to wrap it up. I do want to again mention to people, um, please join our Discord server, clnsmedia.com slash Discord. It's a lot of fun. Uh, uh, and people are out there having fun right now. Oftentimes, we head there after the game uh, and uh, jump in the chat, and uh, and uh, Jimmy puts on his boomer memes. and uh, Yeah, you know. that's not happening again. And then other people do stuff like this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, Bobby. One more time for good measure. That's Bobby. Good. Yeah, that's spot on. Bobby, it was well th- done. Bobby, what do you think well of the uh, what do you think of the TD Garden crowd tonight? There's some buzz. It doesn't there. matter what you thought of the TD Garden crowd tonight. <laughs> I did not see that coming. Wow. Come on, he set you Got up. Him. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, it's pretty good. Um, but anyway. No, but not for nothing though. That's a that is a nice turtleneck though. It really is, man. It's just I don't. It's just. <laughs> it's just so many jokes in it. Okay, it's the, it's the black background. That's what it is. The black background. Listen, if it makes I, people's yeah. nights, all the better. This yeah, stuff, first did. of all, this this only makes Bobby stronger. It increases. It increases his celebrity. It increases. <laughs> 
Way yeah, to coach you know deep down inside. I like Very that. calculated by Bobby. You know deep down inside, Bobby's like, I can't wear shit. He's trolling us. Like, Damn, there's nothing I can do. The vest early in the year, the hats, and then nothing. It doesn't matter. Bobby's... Bobby's Q rating is soaring with this stuff, okay, right now? Yes. And, and and the people in the chat just keep running to his side right now. It's it, there's a it's Bobby Bobby's more popular than all of us combined, okay? So this yeah. stuff no, it really is though. Yeah, you really is. Yeah. This stuff makes him this stuff makes him make the you know, it, it's the man, the myth, the legend right now. But anyway, um yeah, so like I said, check out Discord Sharad Sharad and Josue over there. Um, Tomorrow hanging out tomorrow nice um yes it'll be fun all of that stuff i did want to mention a list i had hey for the record i had yeah. max on i had max on for my discord so everybody who didn't Whoa. show up you guys, you guys missed cedric maxwell so yeah, the way know. you said that too you sounded a little like jealous you're like nice sounds sounds great you know, when, when Joe Sway is on the Discord, you never know where Max might might pop into. And he, there goes Joe Sway. Perfect. He's unbelievable, there. this guy. He just literally just. just goes, I don't even think he knows he's gone. He just um, goes. Subscribe to the A List podcast with Sherrod. He definitely has a episode out right now with Gary. I know you guys talked about a bunch of stuff um, nice. there. Uh, we got to get Gary on one of these. Yeah, love the Gary edition. Gary's oh, always yeah. laughing at us. <laughs> like me and Sherrod are down there. He's like, oh. There they go to do the podcast. Yeah. Oh yeah, Bobby. I mean, that's Jerry. because he loved the A-list Gary might podcast. be a new addition tomorrow. That's why. I think. He loved the A list podcast. He loved it. So A list podcast. Uh, Sherrod, Gary, Kwani Lunas from NBC Boston. Also subscribe to Full Court Press um, That is Sherrod's personal website where he's got all that good stuff going on right now. I don't know if you're working on anything in particular, Sherrod. You want to tell people about? Oh, I, I had something actually yesterday I posted about just the Brad Stevens era and how di- how different that is from Danny and how that is right on time for the Celtics. There we go. So. Okay. Uh, don't <laughs> I thought John was going to drop the, the rock line right there. It doesn't matter. What you... It doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Podcast, uh, make sure you subscribe to that as well. We mentioned our Discord server. And, of course, um, Celtics All Access, that's where all of our good Celtics content goes. Uh, we're going to have videos coming out from Bobby from the garden and uh, all sorts of other stuff throughout the week as we continue to cover the Celtics. Two more home games this week. We start with the Grizzlies on Thursday. Joe Swaysherrod and Bobby will be down there, so we'll be live again. Jimmy is hitting the slopes, so my man is going to be out for a couple of games. But might be, might, no, might I'm going to be back Sunday. Sunday. I'll be back Sunday for the big one against the Nets. But I, where, I, where are you I, going? I don't think I'll be here Thursday, but you never know. You never know. I might just pop in. I'm going to Killington for a couple of days. Killington, nice. Yeah, yeah I was up nice. in Vermont. Well done, Jimmy. There's not a lot of snow up there. I'm boarding, by the way. I'm not scared. There's a yeah. ton of snow. There's snow up there. No, they 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 had a lot of rain. A lot of their mountains get really got hit hard. Um, I looked but, at the snow. Keep my fingers crossed. Either way, <laughs> I'll be on the mountains. Either way, I'll be I'll be uh, I'll be in the, the ski lodge then, crushing uh, yeah. Caucasians. Very nice. Yeah. That's a good drink. That's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, I'm leaving that alone. I'm not gonna say nothing. Not even. The drink. The drink. The drink. <laughs> Leave it alone. <laughs> uh, I don't say. Uh, I don't say the. Uh, I, don't, I don't call him white Russian. Anymore. Anymore. <laughs> I don't call oh, okay. okay. That so that's what it is. The white Russian. Yeah, yeah. We don't say. We don't say that anymore. Gotcha. So. Yeah. All right. We don't say that anymore. Good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very so. good point, Jimmy. Very culturally sensitive. You're sensitive <laughs> yep. in the moment here. Right? Asian zone. I love Jimmy. I love Jimmy. That's my dude. That's good. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, Thank you guys for staying up with us and watching again. uh, Garden Report podcast for Sherrod Blakely, Jimmy Toscano, Josue Pavone, Bobby Manning, John Zanis. We'll see you.